Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Price Theaters. Price Theaters is a local, family-owned and operated business. With four screens across two locations in Price City, you're sure to get all the big city quality with the comforts of a small town. Don't forget Family Night, that's every Tuesday with an early show and discounted prices. It's the best time to get everybody out. Check them out on Facebook for their latest news, info, and release dates. That's facebook.com slash pricetheaters. That's Price, T-H-E-A-T-R-E-S. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the hottest podcast in three galaxies. Yes, that's true. We actually have somebody in the uh, Andromeda galaxy that we're fighting with, so as soon as we win that one, we'll be the hottest in four. But welcome to the Guys Hiding From Their Wives podcast. We are back to full strength this week. After a quick stint in the minors, we've got our producer back with us, Alexander the Great. I'm here. I'm back. And fresh off the disabled list, we have somewhat juicy Trevor back with us today. I'm kind of back. And right here is my bottom of the barrel co-pal. Uh, we got Magic Mike. What's up, fellas? Oh, not much. Just uh, coming off that stupid cold. What'd you end up with? Turf toe? Hangnail? Something like that? Both. All of them. <laughs> he had a blister on his finger and was out four to six weeks. It was just a big wuss. That's all I got to say. I got butt blisters. I don't want to hear that, man. That's brutal. It is Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. We are back to our original hideout after a uh, couple of weeks, you know, roaming around with our mobile podcast studio. We, we had some fun doing that, but but it's all right. It's all right. Uh, what's new in the world, guys? Anything happening your way? Uh, Mike's super excited. They got rid of Collie Mac. He's super stoked. I can see I can see it in his face. <laughs> but like the great Kali Mac, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kalima! Kalima! Yes, we do have some big NFL news there. Khalil Mack was traded by the Oakland Raiders to the Chicago Bears this last week. Uh, honestly, I, I didn't know if it was going to happen. I, uh, personally, as a Broncos fan, I'm glad to see him out of the AFC West so I don't have to face him twice a year again. But, uh, yeah, and then once he got to Chicago, he signed that massive extension – uh, six years, I think it was, for $141 million and something like $90 million guaranteed. Up front, w- without even anything. This guy's got $90 million guaranteed. Ridiculous. Okay. Let's rant. All right, <laughs> get <laughs> into it. Get into it. You look so I knew happy. this was coming. All right. I just Mike wanted just to rip. crying. We had to wait a minute before I, we got started. I've been in the fetal position since the news broke. I just wanted to rip the Band-Aid off. Okay, but so here you go. They paid Carr a huge contract, okay? The, the teams that were putting in for him all had rookie contract quarterbacks. In the life of the NFL now, you cannot pay your quarterback $25 million. You cannot pay your best defensive player $25 million. You can't play your best offensive guard, which is usually the left side, $20 million. You just can't do that. The Raiders don't have no one there. They moved Penn to the right side. They got a rookie guard on the left side now. So he's under a rookie contract. So that's not an option. Or a, a problem, I should say. Carr did sign the big deal. He's getting $24, $25 million a year. And with Mac, here's what frustrates me. You, In the draft, you take players that you want to be elite. You hope that they are elite. You're gambling 
on a high draft pick that that player is going to be elite. And when he does, you're going to have to pay him. You just are. If you let him go, you're just going to be a farm system for someone else who's going to be competing for the playoffs and competing for a ring. But that being said, I understand the Raiders' position on $90 million guaranteed. I understand that part of it. But there was no contact, no contact at all between management and Khalil Mack for a couple months, they said. you got to get this guy locked up before the preseason's even on, on even close to us. you got to get him locked up before OTAs start. you got to do that. And could they afford him? Don't let him shit you. Yeah, they could have found the money somehow, some way. They could have well, got it. Penn was taking a big pay cut to, uh, to try to keep him there, wasn't he? Yes. <coughs> and the way the NFL is now... Is it going to be a lot of money for this year and maybe next year? Yeah, it would have been a huge handcuff on them. But in two and a half, three years, the salary cap goes up every year. And in two and a half, three years, Mack is not going to be the highest paid defensive player. Rodgers is not going to be the highest paid quarterback. It's just the evolution. evolution of the... Yes. And so with the Giants, okay, say the, the Giants took Lawrence Taylor, hoping he'd be a stud. He was. Do you get rid of him after his rookie contract's up? No, you no, got you a horse. You pay the man. Ray Lewis, they paid that guy. If you got a stud defensive player, you got to pay him. You're not I don't care who you are. You're not going to hit lightning every time you put a player on the field. You're just not. The Steelers have had, I'll tell you what. The Steelers letting Greg Lloyd go and bringing in the next defensive lineman and bringing the next defensive lineman and the next defensive lineman and it works out for him. <clears throat> that is great scouting. That does not happen. That is one yeah, percent. Yeah, if you if you're anybody but the Steelers, that that just doesn't happen. That is one percent. You just don't get that. And for the Raiders to give up, the Bears with the rookie quarterback Trubisky on the rookie contract, could they afford two first round picks? Yeah, because they're not going to get a Khalil Mack. You're not going to get a top one percent defensive player. Von Miller got paid. Oh, buddy, did he? Why? Because he's a top player. And so the Raiders had the money. They could have got the money, but they handled it all wrong. The coaching change, they brought in a bunch of veterans. It irks me to be nice about it. It pisses me off to be honest about it. <laughs> and I can see the $90 million guarantee. That's tough because if you get hurt, it's over. But in his position, the average stud or the average that you like, it's 7 to 12 years. Fourth year he's in. Yep. This is his fifth coming up. Oh, yeah. So if he's, he's still going to be good for at least another five. You could sign him to a six-year contract with a team option for the fifth. You could dump him or renegotiate after the fifth. And, he, yeah, it's going to be expensive for the first year or two. But after that, he's not going to be the top-paid defensive player. you got to pay that man. The Raiders, McKenzie, you're an idiot. And, every, and I am, this is what burns my ass. Okay, let's go. McKenzie, they say, oh, he's a great GM. He brought in Derek Carr. He brought in... Amari Cooper. You know what? He's missed on 30 others. You can't have two or three hits and say, this guy's awesome. No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> His percentage is still like one. They are cutting draft picks. One and a half percent. They are cutting draft picks they got in the first, second, third rounds of last year and the year before that. They're not staying. They don't have no longevity because he's not drafting great players. He has no scouting or no insight or no ability to spot a diamond in the rough. I don't know. They have more players in the fifth round and later that are just guessing at that are playing where the second and third rounders should be playing. Well, here's where teams like the Patriots and the Steelers and all these teams that run on the next man up system are 
kind of hurting other teams that want to do this next man up system. They can't. Like they're not capable of it yet. And this is why the Raiders are in hell. <laughs> Oakland gonna Oakland. And blame them and say, you know, the Browns are the Browns. The Raiders are the Raiders, and the Rams were the Rams for a long time. The, the one positive thing I can say from the outside looking in, not as like a Raiders fan, is the Bears and the Raiders, in my eyes, are in about the same boat. They're in a rebuilding state. Um, well, the I mean, Raiders weren't, though. You no, had they weren't. Your top defense, you had arguably one of the top five defensive players in the league. Yeah. You have, well, a great young quarterback. Let's yeah. just say that. Derek Carr from 2016, you know, you've got one of the top five passers in the league. You've got that kid, Amari Cooper, when he come out of yep. college, he was he was the next big thing. You know, you regardless of what ball, Stephen A. Smith said. I don't know if you heard that. Stephen he, A. Smith's an idiot. <laughs> he came out of college, he says, uh, the Raiders did this kid a disservice by drafting him. He's going to go there and watch his career die before it even starts. Stephen A. Smith's an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I like that, though. But... You know, last year in preseason, everybody was picking Oakland to go to the Super Bowl. And then the wheels fell off the bus. Carr gets hurt. They had troubles on the offensive line. That offensive line wasn't as dominant as it was the year before. No, they weren't. Well, and Marshawn Lynch was underwhelming at best. And you know what? I have an excuse for that. Not my excuse. But they didn't use him. They used him four, five, six plays a quarter. Yeah. Tops. They were saving him for the playoffs. Is exactly what it was. They wanted beast mode for the playoffs, and they messed around. And they <laughs> got to get there first. Fella. You got to get there first. And by saving your players, and they have no running game, <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing. So t- tell us how you really feel. I <laughs> I, I like Gruden. I think Gruden has a system, but you got to keep elite. You got to have players in the system. You got to have elite. So players. and when we're going to get into our NFL predictions going forward here, what does that do to Oakland's chances this year? Like, oh. what what does it take them from, and where does it drop okay. them to? They'll take top five in their division. <laughs> right right behind the Oakland chapter of the Pop Warner League, right? Well, the good news for you, Mike, is nobody wants to win that division. Yeah, you're not wrong, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute when we get to it. Um, other news, the preseason is over. We are ready for the NFL to start. Uh, tomorrow night begins the season with the Falcons and the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. And by the time this uploads and gets published, that game will be over. So we'll just say, wow, what a game that was. Glad to have football back. They, they really ran that ball down the field. They really played a good game. Matriculating down they, the they, field. They sported so hard that day. <laughs> Somebody kneeled so hard for the anthem. Oh, no, we're not. No. No, I'm not even going to get into that. Well, we could be, yeah. We're, we're going to just avoid that subject altogether. Um, and two Monday night games this week. Everybody else plays on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, and we'll get into the predictions. As far as other news around the sports world, uh, nothing of note in the NBA, at least nothing that's really jumped out and caught my eye. Uh, We are about 30-some-odd days before preseason NBA games start. So that's kind of cool. Major League Baseball is wrapping up. Most teams have around 20, 23, 22, some more games in there to play. Uh, We do have our special baseball episode. We talked about this a little bit last week coming up where we're going to touch on some history. We're going to touch on some playoff matchups. We're just going to talk all baseball all night long on that one. So that'll that'll be a good time. So stay tuned with us. That'll be coming up within the next two or three weeks. Um, Other uh, baseball news. Not really much happening. Uh, Mike, you got anything that uh, you've noticed come across in the baseball world? Cardinals fell back down to earth. But they, <laughs> but they still got the second wild card spot. Uh, it seems like when the Yankees are 
starting to put it together. Red Sox do too, and they pull away a little bit more. So God, the damn Red Sox are just pissing me the hell off. I'm sick I, and tired of hearing about it. I think, uh, I think Red that, Sox, Red Sox. I think that division pretty much sewn up. Oakland's starting to fall back down to earth a little bit. It's starting to, what did we say, 22 to 27 games left for most of the teams. Yeah. I it's, think uh, Cleveland has like 20 left, something like that. Yeah, it's starting. No, Cleveland's got 23. Yeah, it's starting to uh, Boston weed has 21. its way out. So as it looks right now, the American League East, Boston's in ch- on top there by, by nine games over the Yankees. That looks to be pretty much a done deal. Cleveland's got a 15-and-a-half game lead in the Central. Uh, Houston has a three-and-a-half game lead out west over Oakland. Uh, the National League, the Braves are on top in the East over the Phillies by two-and-a-half. Uh, the Cubs have a three-game lead over Milwaukee, four-and-a-half games on the Cardinals. And really, the, the best battle it looks like we're seeing is in the NL, in the National League West. Uh, Colorado has that division lead, lead half game over the Dodgers at this uh, time of recording. And then the Diamondbacks are only a game-and-a-half out. So uh, we're starting to ramp, wrap up and starting to see some uh, playoff matchups taking shape there. And every game counts now because you got the Brewers and the Cardinals for the one-and-two wildcard spots, and Dodgers are just one game back. Yeah, so it's, it's starting right there to, close. every game starting to be important now. Well, and, and over on the American League side, it almost looks like it's a given that New York's going to get one of the wild cards. They, they have a 10-game lead over Seattle, uh, but you don't want to play that wild card game on the road, especially not in Oakland. Oh, so yeah. New, New York needs to, to, to pick it up and, and finish strong. On a good news for Yankees fans, Aaron Judge did swing a bat yesterday for the first time since uh, breaking that bone in his wrist about a month or so ago. So that that's good. Hopefully he can get back healthy at the uh, the right time of the season. Did you see that home run that Stanton hit the other oh day? Oh my gosh! Oh man! Woo! A Stantonian blast! It it was it was awesome. Giancarlo, no see. I don't even know how John Sterling says it, but it's awesome. So, well, you know we've got our buddy Juicy here. Apparently, job interviews are more important than hanging out and hiding from his wife down here. So. Uh, hey, I gotta make that. What, what do you got to say for yourself? Good. I gotta make that. Dope. That's a terrible excuse. Hey, if you guys want me here, I mean, you, you and your contract me. holdouts. We gave you your soundboard. Then you're gonna pull this crap on me. I know. I know. Jeez, I'm gonna start calling you Trevor Mack. Should. <laughs> no, call me Bell because you're, I'm not you're here. losing your juice as we speak. I'm not here because I'm so I'm Bell. <laughs> All right. So, well, we're we're hitting up some one hit wonders on the other side of the break. Give me your best one hit wonder before you leave. Oh, best one hit wonder. Um. Okay, hold on. I got this. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Oh, nice, nice pick from the Baja <laughs> men. All right, we'll, we'll we'll let him sneak out of here. Hopefully, he doesn't, you know, wreck and the, the Steelers win the division. Oh. All right, what? Oh. Get out of here! All Get right. out of here! Nice stretch. <laughs> well, way to go, Nostradamus. That one was a hard pick to make. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll let him sneak out of here. One other uh, sporting news in the in the sports world before we get into our predictions and that. Um, NASCAR news. I don't know if you guys saw this. Furniture Furniture Row Racing, based out of Denver, Colorado, has announced that they are ceasing operations after this year. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it took this long to do it. It's just a single-car team. And with the economy the way it is, it's tough for them to succeed in NASCAR anymore. And what's really shocking, though, is that is the team where you've got the defending Monster Energy Cup champion and Martin Truex Jr. driving for you. I mean... When you've got the defending champ in your stable and he's driving your cars, it's a sad day when you don't have the sponsorship and can't pull the funders together to run a team full-time. Okay, I, I don't have to do some research on this because I'm not a huge NASCAR fan. I watched a couple of races for a few minutes to see if I can see a wreck. 
Yeah, th- that's about how I do. Is I just kind of scan it and wait for something turn. exciting. Yeah, and if there's not no wreck after a couple minutes, I just turn the channel. And to be honest with you, I know this is going to upset a lot of people because a lot of people hate his guts. But I was kind of a Jeff Gordon fan. I, I was I a huge love Jeff, Jeff Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Okay, and and that's just because I'm a Jimmy Johnson fan. And so Jeff Gordon basically was on paper as the car owner for the 48 car. And they were teammates for so many years. And I, I just loved watching. Je- Jeff Gordon brought class to it. Yes, a lot of people hated him. but well, see, And I didn't have no feeling one way or the other. I just liked him because everybody else hated him. That seemed to be the thing <laughs> when I started watching NASCAR a little bit. Well, so here's a question for somebody who, who doesn't watch NASCAR like me. Like, how, how do they have funding? Because as far as I'm aware, I mean... They draw huge crowds to the to the That's races what I was and stuff. That's going to try and research yeah. and find out. Well, how, and where the funding works. comes from? You'll, you, these cars, people don't realize how much money it actually takes to field one of these cars for us. I, I can imagine it's You've like got, one race is probably upwards I of a think million at least. Thirteen sets of tires, thirteen sets of four tires, and those tires are like two hundred and sixty dollars a piece. So I mean that right there, plus you know, like as much money in, in one of these, yeah. With gas prices, you know, you're going to burn freaking 100 bucks in one lap around the track. Okay, let me just say this real quick. And then these cars aren't built for gas mileage, that's for damn sure. Yeah, so that show American Pickers, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, they went to uh, one of the racers' houses, and Jesus, stage. This, this house was like a mansion immaculate, and then he had a garage almost as big as the house, and it had like 40... Oh, oh yeah! Oh dude! Oh no! Your, your drivers are going to make their money, but they're they're no different than any other athlete to where they're going to have their sponsorship deals. You've got guys like Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, that are winning. You know, in the main front of the the organization and the company. Yeah, they're, they're going to pay these guys, but that money doesn't go into keeping the cars on the track. Yeah, I was that money to... comes from the main sponsor. Like you'll see, Jeff Gordon sponsor for how many years was Dupont? Yeah. And I think I read, and like it was in the eight figures of what DuPont was paying Hendrick Motorsports per year to be the main sponsor on that car. You'll see one of the little tiny ones that's on like the door post or something like that. That's, that says like, that's like Valvoline or something. Yeah, that's, that's like a million tiny. dollars just to have that little tiny sponsor Why there. Why would you pay that? That's yeah, advertising. Uh, and, and you can do a commercial for during the Super Bowl for less than that. Uh, true, true. And that's kind of where like my question was leading to. Like, I, I didn't realize that wrestling had – or. Wrestling, racing, <laughs> wrestling had, too. had such a huge following. I mean, because you're the only person I know that watches it, and well, you don't even watch it like all the time. I, and see, I'm not near as big into it as I used to be. But you get back east and down in the south, that's what they, they live racing. Like you, you, we'll take you know our yearly trips to Disneyland and to go play and do stuff like that. These guys will save up for a year to go to Talladega to go watch Dale Junior race. See, and I, I mean, remember. It's crazy. Uh, I remember being a kid, and you'd flip on ABC or something, and a race would be on. And this is before restrictor plates and the cars. These were old-time, like a Buick off the street. They just ripped the lights and the windows out, and they was racing. These cars were old-school, I mean, old-time cars. And you watch it for a couple minutes. There's no wrecks. You kind of get bored. But the stands, even back then, early 70s, was always filled. Oh, always man. filled. And I will say this, though, about the NASCAR community. The drivers are accessible. Oh man! Almost well, every you don't hear a lot of bad stories about no, them. You know what I mean? No, you go down to Vegas. I mean, they have a thing you can buy a, a neon garage pass where you can go down there and you can walk around and hang out and talk to all the drivers. Yeah, and they sign uh, autographs, they oh, take yeah. pictures. It seems like they're more accessible than. And I don't want to say anything bad because not all players like that. But like the NBA, you got people telling you get on my face. Yep. 
baseball, it's hard to corner them to get an autograph. It, it's tough to get autographs from a lot of different sports, but it seems like the NASCAR guys are pretty accessible. Maybe it's just because that they know that they're not the most popular thing on, and maybe they just have this real sense of gratitude towards the fans where, like, an NBA player, an NFL player feels like they're entitled to this fan. And, and I almost think that that is. You know, your NASCAR drivers are your good old boys from, you know what I mean, well, back and, in the day. And this is the thing, too, is a lot of the people back east, they're spending their uh, money on NASCAR tickets and not dentist work. True, true. Be careful, you. And then if somebody tells you they are, then they're lying through their tooth. Sorry, that was uh, just say no. That that that's that good stuff. But you know, and it's sad to say, I really like Martin Truex Jr. I really think he's he's an amazing driver and what he's done with that single car team. And I, and I hope that he does latch on. Uh, be even better to see him, you know, send that team out with the second straight cup championship. But well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Did, did, will he go to another team? Will another team try oh, to they, buy out yeah, his contract? If another team yeah, has uh, has an opening for him, because you got to figure all the big name teams they're all full. You know, Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, uh, Roush. You know, all the big uh, I mean, the big guys. Is there any others besides those three? Because those are the three I know. Yeah, those are the main ones, and those are where you're going to see the majority of your wins coming. Uh, Penske has some, you know, with uh, Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski there. But it's just, I, I hope there's room for him. You know, a yeah. guy like Truick. And, you know, and, and he's actually, he, he's one of them that a lot of fans can get behind. He's a good guy. He's not like some of these other punk asses like uh, Keselowski or Kyle Busch who... Getting fights every week. Yeah, yeah, and... And I'm sure they're really nice guys, and the Kyle Busch fans and Keselowski fans, they just pissed off. Sorry, guys. But I, I don't like them. I don't like seeing them. I don't like listening to them. And it, it's a matter of personal preference, though. So I'm sure they feel that way again about Jimmy Johnson, too. But let me ask you this on your thoughts on this, because, like I said, I, I, I'm not a big NASCAR fan. I, I like Jeff Gordon because everybody kind of hated him, so I just kind of go, oh, I like Jeff Gordon because it pissed everybody off, just because I didn't really care about NASCAR one way or the other. But... I still do the fantasy with some of my friends. They asked me to do fantasy NASCAR with them, and I don't know shit from Shinola about NASCAR. I really don't. But it seemed like, but it seemed like Martin Truex's name was always up there. Oh yeah, guy, so, guy's incredible. But let me ask you this: since Gordon retired, and they started, I guess my friend was complaining the other day about the the way they got the races set up. Now they don't just race; they got like stages. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really weird the way they've done it. They've changed a lot of things. They, they'll race a, a segment or a stage, you know what I mean? And if you yeah, three or four are in first place in that stage, then you get bonus points for the playoffs. And okay. then and then they go into their playoffs for the last 10 races of the season. Uh, and, you know, and maybe maybe because the playoffs are getting ready to kick off here in a couple of weeks. I think this weekend's race at Indianapolis is the last one. So maybe, you know, on a future episode, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that. Talk some more about the playoffs. Because uh, I'm sure there's some NASCAR fans out there that listen to us. They want to hear us talk about these yeah, things. Yeah, like I said, I have no idea, but I'm going to do some research. I know the point system is crazy. Ah, the points. I don't even have any idea how but, that works. But my question was this. With with Gordon retiring and Earnhardt Jr. retiring, um, and I haven't watched a race in like two years. I mean, even a second. I have no idea. Like I said, I used to watch to see if I can get a wreck or something. But with the lap going, with the lap stages, the restrictor plates, the two, two superstars retiring, has the popularity went down a lot oh, yeah. or noticeably? Oh, yeah, and you'll see it even uh, here at, at Vegas. I know the first race I went to, that's been 12 years ago in Las Vegas. I mean, we they, they had people sitting clear over in between the middle of turns three and four. I mean, that's where, but now it's they have a hard time filling the front stretch with them. Really? And, and, and it's sad to see. I really like it. 
you know, and, and it's, it's, it's always a good time to get down there. They've got a lot of stuff that goes on. It's just a lot of fun, you know, and, and most people don't realize that. They'll just be like, oh, NASCAR, <laughs> making a left turn, making a left turn. <laughs> but These are my sons, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Still my favorite line of any Will Ferrell movie. Well, I, that, I I'm all jacked time. up on Mountain Dew. So, yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anything sports news, uh, anything you guys got that we didn't touch on that you came across the uh, – did we, talk about, the did we talk about Khalil Mack? For a minute, no, I don't I think. think we did. I think we, I think we might have just that. barely touched on it. We, we might need to get a little. <laughs> Mike, a little salty there? About everybody. About everybody involved. <laughs> the Dead Sea is the saltiest place on the earth. Well, second saltiest next ne- to ne- Mike over next here. Next to me. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm mad at Khalil for not reaching out to them and trying to compromise. I'm mad at McKenzie. I'm mad at Gruden. I'm mad at the whole damn thing. Mike's mad as hell and he's not going to take it anymore Uh, I believe this falls under that Mike's eating pretzels at this point Yeah, Mike is 100% (laughs) eating pretzels So moving back to the NFL It is time We've had these He's been locked in for a couple weeks We just haven't been all together here to talk about it Wait, real quick before we get into this I just want to mention I don't know how you guys feel about it It's kind of sports related But this whole thing with Nike and Colin Kaepernick And people burning their shoes or cutting them apart Like what I don't even fuck? want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. They've already got your money. They don't give a shit if yeah, you burn their shoes. Because you know why? When they do another ad with LeBron James or Michael Jordan or someone else, you're going to come back and buy some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just think we, that, we could be here all day with it. And I, yeah. I'm i not even going to give my opinion one way or the other. Okay, I'll just, just because I don't want to alienate somebody. That I don't, I don't want to push away any potential listeners because they don't feel the same way as I do. So I'm, I'm going to politely decline to comment. Okay, well, I commented on social media, and here was my comment. I didn't care one way or the other. Do what you want. But if you're the owner of Nike or if you're the, what you call it, the guy that makes the promotionals or whatever, why would you even attempt that? Why would you invite negative publicity? Because I, I don't it, think, I, I think it's more of the any publicity is no, good publicity. Yeah. Not necessarily. If, if, if what I see is true about their stock going down three billion dollars then that's not doing anything anybody any good i mean i don't care who you use i don't care about that i i got a couple nike things i don't care i'm not gonna burn nothing i never have never will i don't care here here's my official comment if you're outraged about this whole colin kaepernick thing don't burn your nikes send them to us send send me we'll we'll, we'll take them size 10 and a half (laughs) we'll take them and we'll uh if they don't fit us we'll donate them I like that. But, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. donate him to somebody else. But you know, like I said, though, why would you even step in the middle of it? Colin Kaepernick ain't played in the NFL in, what, two, three years now? Yeah, I, th- I, think it, I think this is his third year. It's over. It's done. No one cares anymore. Let him kneel all he wants. Let him protest all well, he wants. No one cares. There's plenty that do. And, I, I and it's over. <laughs> and, the, and supposedly ESPN isn't going to show the national anthem on TV. You know what? Everybody was c- complaining about that. I don't care. I didn't watch the national anthem anyway. I went in the kitchen and got myself something to yeah. eat. No yeah. one cares. If if I'm at a stadium, I take off my hat, I stand up, I cross my heart, and I, you know, and I'm there. I'm watching the flag, and I teach my kid the same thing. But, but you don't do it at home. I mean, I don't. I, do don't, it at home. I yeah. don't know anybody that does. That's just and, kind of. And a lot of people on social media said they did. I'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do it. I've been to a lot of friends' house, a lot of Super Bowl parties. National anthem comes on. I'm in the kitchen loading my plate, man. I don't care. But if I'm there, I respect it. I'm in the it. kitchen most of the game loading my plate. So that's, <laughs> not really, that's really not an issue. Yeah. But. but the cabinet thing's done and over. No one's yeah. going to sign him. No one cares. It's over. Yeah. Let it go and move on. If they don't want to show the national anthem, great. It avoids controversy. It, it avoids all this political bullshit. Move on. It's over. And, and Nike wants to do it, fine. Yeah. 
you want to buy it, do it. If you don't, don't. I don't care. No one else cares. But they did take a hit. Why would you invite the controversy is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, predictions. NFL predictions. We're going to go down this division <laughs> by division. We're going to talk who's going to win what division. And then give me who you guys think will be in the wild card. And then who gives who gets the AFC championship, who gets the NFC championship. And then who wins the Super Bowl. So let's start it off. AFC West. I'll defer it to you guys first. Who wins that division, Mikey? Kansas City. Okay. Uh, I would also say Kansas City, much to my chagrin. And, you know, as much as I'd like to see Denver win it, I don't think Denver's quite at that point. Still, the quarterback position is not solved. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you and go ahead. I'm going to give the division win to the Chargers, Los Angeles. I don't think any of those four teams want to win that division. So it's going to be kind of a crapshoot. I think you may see a team 9-7 and seven win that division and limp into the playoffs. But. Yeah. The thing with San Diego is – it seems like they gel. Los Angeles. They yeah, whatever. <laughs> they gel. I did it a couple weeks ago. They look great. It. They look amazing. Then they'll go and lose sixteen to nothing to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. You know what uh, I mean? It's, it's that's like I said. Nobody wants to it, win it. They can't put it together at the right time. It's okay. it's sad for San or Los Angeles, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Remember the Angels? <laughs> maybe you yeah. just, maybe you say San Diego, and I'll go in afterwards. Just Los Angeles. Yeah, Every you time go. you say San Diego, <laughs> and, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll and, give and that it, sound piece. Here you go. Los Angeles. And it, it was actually hard for me to pick Kansas City because of the rookie quarterback. And he's yeah. not a rookie. I know he was there last year. but That's where my my concern lies. That's my concern. They're, they're going to put too much on Mahomes too soon, I think. But they got a great running game. They got weapons around him. They got a good defense. He has the tools to do it. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just I love Kareem Hunt. I love Tyreek Hill. I love Travis Kelsey. In my mind, the best tight end in – the National Football League. Arguably, yeah. Fight me. Fight me. All right. AFC South. Who wins that one? Who do we got? Um, Jacksonville, Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Indianapolis. I like Jacksonville because of defense. Both of you make a very strong point. Indianapolis has Andrew Luck back. Maybe. We're going to see what he's going to do. I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and agree with Mike on that. I'm going to take the Jaguars. That defense is for real. And if Bortles can keep from turning the ball over, that team is going to be tough. You've got Leonard Fournette, who is an absolute horse. So that that's what I'm thinking. I like I like Jacksonville. But that that being said, that division could turn into one of the, the best division in the league this year. And you know what's sad is we're picking Jacksonville, and they got the worst quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you make a case for Mariota, and he gets hurt. You make a case for Andrew Luck, he gets hurt. And you make a case for who's the other team? Houston, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, he's a beast. I love Watson. But if he gets hurt, it's all over, yep. baby. All right, AFC North. Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. Yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm stopping. I mean, I, I mean that, that one's hard. I I don't really like any of those teams. I don't watch any of them. I don't pay attention to them, but I guess I'll go Pittsburgh. Cleveland is Based Cleveland. On nothing. The Cleveland. Bengals don't seem to want to win. Baltimore's all decent but not elite, so just by default you almost have to go Pittsburgh. Well, the thing is, and I love this, Cleveland went 0-16 last year, and they're already talking shit championships. Jarvis Landry, we're going to oh. win every game. How are you going to keep us under 30? Ain't no team going to keep us under 30. Didn't you score five the other day? I mean, yeah, you won. <laughs> no, that was last season. They scored five last you season. Won. The whole season. Oh. And AFC East. I apologize. We got to have this discussion. Who wins the AFC East? Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, New England. Why ask? Yeah, it's New England. Fucking I mean, bullshit. 
Sorry for dropping the F bomb. The only here. thing is, oh, I'll tell you everything everybody says every year. Brady's too old. He has no receivers. Dude, Brady's going to be 912 years old, and he's going to be out there kicking people's ass, and I freaking hate it. Guess what? He's got no receivers. He's got no running game. He's got, well, we lost too many on offense. doesn't matter. Line. They're going to sign some random white guy to play to receiver, up, and they'll be they fine. They always seem to end up in the championship game for some reason. So, I hate it. Pisses me off. I put 10 bucks on New England every year just yeah, because. it's a mm-hmm. safe bet. So, yeah, all right, we're all in consensus there. Okay, who takes the two AFC wildcard spots? Um, Denver, Miami. Ooh. Bold picks, bold picks. If Miami can stay healthy, I like Kenyon Drake a lot. I think he's an upgrade almost from Ajayi. Uh, if Tannehill can come back healthy, that's not a bad pick. And Denver, if they can get it together, Denver will be fine. Denver's going to have one of the top defenses in the league again, and that pass rush is going to be incredible because you're not going to be able to double-team Von Miller because then you're going to leave Bradley Chubb on the other mm-hmm. side. Yeah, I said Chubb. <laughs> So I've, I've determined, though, that, you know, Denver drafted a guy named Bradley Chubb this year. They drafted a guy named Jake Butt out of Michigan last year. And John Elway's perennially five years old. That's all there is to it. Yeah, and I'm I'm basing this off no injuries. So Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just – I got to go Ravens-Texans. Okay. I don't hate that. That's a real wild card pick, that's for sure. <laughs> and Ravens gonna... just because of – I. You know what? Let me change that. Because the more I think about it, the more they're not going to do it. <laughs> Let me go Texans-Chargers. Okay. That's not bad. See, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. I think, well, I've got the Chargers winning that division, so I'm going to take the Chiefs, taking a wild card out of there. And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and stick in that AFC South, too. It's going to be a toss-up. It's going to be a dogfight between the Texans and the Titans. I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to say Tennessee. I'm going to say Tennessee takes the other wild card. See, I, they are in every game. They're tough, but they seem to let down the second half. I mean, I watched okay. so many games last year where they had chances to win the game and the defense couldn't hold. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay, who wins the AFC championship? God damn it, it's going to be New England. <laughs> yeah, how can you pick against New England? I just All right, can't. you I ready for can't. this one? The New England and the Pittsburgh dynasty in winning the AFC is over. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling my shot. That team is going to ride that defense all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm taking Jacksonville to win the AFC. I would love that, but I truly don't think it's going to happen. So. And it, they had a chance last year. Yep. Other side of the other side of the league, NFC West. Who do you guys like out there? San Fran, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Seahawks. That that one's kind of uh, between San Francisco and the Seahawks for me. They're both really strong. They both got a pretty decent offense. Could yeah, uh, compared Seattle's to the other got two way teams too many question marks. Well, the Rams loaded up on defense. That defense is insanely good. Well, they have the names. We'll say that. For me, the Legion of Boom is dead. Uh, I'm not a fan of Garoppolo. I think it was a flash in the pan. I think they got film on him now. I don't think the Niners do a whole lot. And plus, they just run their lost their running back to an ACL. That sucked. I think the Cardinals got the defense in the running game. I don't have a lot of faith in the quarterback play. I like the Rams easily. Well, I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback I in like the Arizona. I like the Rams yet. to win by uh, three games in that division. I'm going to agree with you there. I think the Rams will win. I think San Fran's going to make it tough, but I think the Rams come away with that division. I, uh, I think it's quite possible the Rams have the only winning record in that division. Uh, yeah. Well, again, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, NFC South. 
Who do you got? Panthers, Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons. I got the Saints. I would also say the Saints. That's kind of a crapshoot to me. I, I think it depends on how well Breeze decides to play. Every time I count out the Falcons, they seem to do something. Yep. I, I that, that's hard. I, I I as much as I want to make it at the trifecta and agree with you guys on the Saints, I think the Falcons win it, just for the simple fact that I would I, not be surprised. I, I don't know that but running I, game, that two-headed running game with Freeman and Coleman is insane. I think uh, the Buccaneers took a step back. Two yeah. steps. Well, and you're and you're going to lose Winston for the first I don't know how many games Four. of the year, so that that hurts. Yeah, I, I do like the Falcons, but I think the Panthers have stayed the same or got a step worse. Everybody, I, I watched some other newscasts, and they're high on Cam this year for some reason. They think he's back to MVP form. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I, I think don't they, see the heart. I think they take third in that division. Probably. Hmm? Probably. Okay, NFC North, what do you got? Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings. Um, Green Bay, I. it's kind of hard not to pick Green Bay. At least Especially in my after opinion, Rodgers just got paid. Yeah, I, I I'm going to agree with you. I think the Packers come away out of that division. It's going to be a dogfight between them and Minnesota all the way to the end. I mean, it is every year. So yep. yeah, Chicago's I, not quite there. Chicago did add you know that big piece. Uh, and a rookie. Did, did we mention that Chicago added Khalil Mack yet? I didn't hear that. No, yeah, I, I didn't right. know that. that that's yeah, interesting news. A that's cool. Side note: There, not really major news, but yeah. I also like the Packers though in that division. All right, the trifecta and NFC East. Who do you like out there? Okay, I mean, this is where I'm going to shock some people. I got the Cowboys all the way. Okay. Do you think Dak's going to come back, huh? I just think with the running game, and the, they got a better defense this year. <coughs> I think the Cowboys, Dak don't have to be impressive. He just has to be good, and I well, think he can do that. And here's the thing. You know you're going to have Elliott all year. You, you, you're not going to run this shit of, okay, he's suspended. Nope, he's going to play. No, he's playing. Nope, he's suspended. Nope, he's going to play. You know, you, you just know he's going to be there unless he gets hurt. The only thing that scares me about the Cowboys is they might take Joe Smith off the street tomorrow and put him in receiver because I'm not sold on the receivers. Trevor has a tryout. That's actually where he just went. He went to Dallas to go to a tryout. I'm not sold on the receivers, <laughs> but I think they have, they have the offensive line. They got the defense better. I'm not saying great, better. They got a quarterback, and they got a running game. I just think if they can find anybody to catch a couple of balls, they're right there. <laughs> you said balls. Mm-hmm. All right, who, who do you like there? I mean, I got to go with the returning champs, Philly. That, that's me. I'm, until somebody beats them, they've got to be the favorite. I, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Philly. With Philly, The Giants have gotten better. The Giants, no, they haven't. No, I they love haven't. Saquon Barkley, man. Yeah, but who's their quarterback? <laughs> well, and he gets worse every <laughs> year. Not better. He gets worse every year. All right, all right. Did we we talk about this last week or is yeah yeah we oh, talked about yeah, yeah. Eli yeah and I don't know we'll, we'll Washington if you run the ball you're Washington is a train wreck. See, they've they got look, Captain Checkdown now. But. They look really good at times, and other times they can't beat a group of nuns on Sunday. Man, they <laughs> sometimes they just look terrible. And my knock on Philly is this. They got hot at the right time, and they did the right thing, and the ball bounced their way a few oh, lucky yes. times. Oh, yes, it did. They could have very easily, very easily even missed the playoffs. Yep. All right, who's your NFC wildcard teams? We're going to hurry up and wrap this first half up. All this right, is our sorry. longest first half of the year. Dallas and Chicago. 
Ooh, bold call, bold call. All right, I like it. I like it. Honestly, I'm not quite sure how the wild card teams are picked, so that's basically it's just, just the coming. Best records of people who didn't win the division. All right, okay, that's what I thought. I got the Vikings and the Falcons. I got the Eagles missing the playoffs altogether. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna stick with you on the Vikings, and since I've got the Falcons winning that division, I'm gonna take the Saints as the other wild card team. Um, NFC champion, Green Bay. I got the Saints. Okay. Ooh, bold. You think they? Uh, are, they all right. They, they had. Oh, don't even get. <laughs> you know, like like I said earlier, all that just depends on how well Breeze decides he wants to play. They had that game wrapped up against Minnesota. <laughs> it was done. That was in the and, bag. And they could beat Philadelphia very easily in Philadelphia. They've done it before. Oh, that game would have been a track meet. Oh. I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with our producer Alex on that one. I'm going to stick with Green Bay too. Okay. So we know who's in the Super Bowl. You got New England and Green Bay. You got New England and the Saints. New England and the Saints, and I've got Jacksonville and Green Bay. Who wins it? I mean, I couldn't go with Green Bay just because I don't like the <laughs> Patriots, and I, I think Green Bay or New Orleans could could beat them, like one hundred percent. I got New Orleans. If that Saints D gets up there, I think they're better than they was last year. New Orleans has everything it takes to beat the Patriots. It's just a matter if they you know put them on. If place. that defense can slow down Brady enough. And I'm going to go ahead and make it the, the trifecta there. On I almost said a three-way, but that really sounded bad. I'm going to make it the trifecta for the NFC. I think Green Bay beats Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. So we got two Packers and one Saints. Write that down. Uh, and if uh, it comes down to it, I'll deny everything, and I'll say that it wasn't really me. It was my evil twin that was in here making these predictions, especially if things go south really fast. But uh, on the other side of the break, yeah, we, we still do have a whole another half of an episode coming up. Uh, we've got our favorite one hit wonders uh, everybody's got one everybody loves them some people hate them it's going to be great stuff i had a lot of fun while i was making my list putting this together uh hang tight with us we're coming back on the other side of the break go get you a sandwich go take a pee get you a drink uh get some cheeses i don't care what you want to do you do that we'll do this see you in a few back oh that was a good break hope you guys got some good cheese it's got some good drink get a sandwich hope you're in for the haul because uh, this might be a little bit lengthy second half we're gonna have some fun with it though uh we, we talked about uh we're going back to the music scene we're gonna hit on some one hit wonders but uh, before we do that i forgot to mention this again at the top of the show if we begin to see that as a habit more and more uh get out there follow us on twitter that's at guys hiding uh, email our show that's four guys hiding at gmail.com and again that's the word for not the number four but check out our facebook page that's facebook.com slash guys hiding from their wives and check out our youtube channel that's four guys hiding from their wives uh, all episodes are uploaded onto the youtube page as well so if you can't get it uh, you know through spotify stitcher apple apple podcasts itunes google play whatever it is uh check it out there so we're, we're there tell your friends if uh even tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandma. If it's something that they don't have a smartphone that has a podcast app on it, uh, hook them up with some YouTube and let them sit there and listen to us. Hi, Granny. How you doing? <laughs> so um, other than that, we, we did. I, I don't know about you guys. I had a lot of fun looking at some one-hit wonders. Mike just told us that uh, he, he was looking at a list and about made his head explode. Felt kind of bad about that, but, you know, hey, it happens. Happens to the best of us. So, um, 
we actually had a pretty decent listener response. I got quite a few that uh, either got back to me through text, that uh, commented on the Facebook page with us, uh, that even talked to me in person about it, which was kind of cool. I had a nice discussion with a guy that uh, him and I have never talked about our podcast at work yet, and uh, he, he's on it today. So uh, so a couple of the just the listeners' top uh, one-hit wonders, and really the definition of a one-hit wonder is going to be something that's just – one song and that's all you've ever heard of by that guy uh, by that artist and, and i don't want to say all you've ever heard of but i mean because obviously if you're uh if you're a the tubes fan you know you're, you're gonna know more than than one song but <laughs> but that that's how it is so uh just a couple of one hit wonders that have come to us uh we had Corey hart sunglasses at night yeah i can't even oh song man yeah that's nope. just it uh, the tubes that I mentioned, she's a beauty, and and even if that's one that doesn't come to your mind, like I didn't know it by the title or by the artist until I heard it today. I was oh yeah, that song. All right, we're gonna talk about that one. Okay, but on that one, just a little bit of trivia for you: the tubes, they didn't do a whole lot, and that's the only song they had. But the actual, the lead singer of the tubes actually went into business for himself, and he writes songs for other people. Really? And he's had, I mean, umpteen million hits. Who does that shit? Who does that? And that pisses me off. Who does that shit? You know what? The dude can sing. Obviously, we heard him on that song. Why, why are you writing your, your jams and giving them to other people? Hell, man, get a get a band, a backup band to put it in I the mean, studio and record that. You got to get that paper. Yeah. I'm sure it's a more steady paycheck than trying to have to go perform and record. Yeah, I, and, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, another one that came to me from Trent was Donnie Iris. Uh, the name of the song is Aaliyah. Check that one out. That's actually a really good jam. Good guitar on that. He one. actually has another song. I remember that name, but I can't think of what it is. I'll have to look it up. Uh, this one came to us from Ted, a uh, friend of the podcast, not in studio as usual. It's uh, Ted the Bear, by the way. Yes, yes. And the fact that you have to say it's not that bad means it is, in fact, that bad. And he doesn't sound like Peter Griffin. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Ted sent to us Dexy's Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. And no, that's not Eileen that girl that you partied with last weekend Mike. That's yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Ted actually did send us in his worst too it, it hurt me deep because I do have it on my top five list so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute a um, couple of the other listener responses uh, give me just a second I'm going to pull that up right here and talk about it uh, Fireflies by Owl City never heard it I'm, really? sure, I'm sure you have Okay. I... you might not believe your eyes 10,000 Fireflies Check it out. It's it's it was popular a few years back. Um, the red jumpsuit apparatus, face down. They, no, they, see, I wouldn't consider that a one hit wonder. That's just like the one that got popular because I I like red jumpsuit. I don't know. I, see, I, but, I but if you're not off. in that in that in those circles in the red jumpsuit, I guess I guess circles, so. Does that count? Do they have any more any more songs that are going to be noticeable? Like, the, and and this just pisses me off. I'm going to throw him an honorable mention right now. And just because I want to talk about this, because it pisses me off, because I can't put him number one on my all-time list. As this guy did a song called "Together Forever," which actually Together sounds a hell of a lot like his other pad. number one hit. That one, yes, Is that Rick a, a cat yeah. by the name of Rick Astley, okay. and my alta, one of my all-time favorite songs, and would be my number one one-hit wonder, is "Never Gonna Give You Up." And don't worry, we're not going to rickroll anybody here on this podcast. I don't know if we, if we could get away with it. I'd stick an audio clip in here, but we'll, we'll see. 
but uh, yeah, but then he had to go ahead and and have a decent song with together forever, so he doesn't even count as a one hit wonder. Yeah, come yeah, on, I, Rick. I, I remember a couple songs by him. I'm not even an Astley fan. But <laughs> the thing about this, like I said, when I was looking it up today, there is literally there are so many one hit wonders. One hit wonders. It's hard to just break them down. I mean, you can go clear back to the '50s. Like, remember this one, Lollipop, Lollipop. lollipop. Yeah, from Stand lolly, By lolly, Me. Lolly, lolly, that was the lolly, only lolly, song pop. that group had. Yep. It, you know, and you could go on and on and on. Like I said, my head, about, I about had an aneurysm today at work. <laughs> well, and so many of them, like, it almost feels like the 80s was the, 80s you know, was the 80 was era. the breeding ground for your best one hit wonder. But, yeah, you you got it going back. Uh, I believe he wrote this from the 50s, Tennessee Ernie Ford. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 16, 16 tons. 16 tons, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm sure he had a couple other big ones that are big in the old-time country scene, but, I mean, that's really the only one that came yeah, to I mean, mind. Yeah, I mean, he was huge in country, so it's <laughs> hard to say he was a one hit wonder. But, yeah. The thing about the 80s, and this is what, okay, you guys today, doing music today, you don't understand. You download stuff. We had to actually go buy the whole cassette <laughs> or the whole record for one stupid yeah, song. You have to wait till it comes on the radio and yeah. then hit record And in the 8-track days, it was hell because you couldn't fast forward and rewind. You had to beep it, beep it, click it, click it to track three, <laughs> and then wait like two songs, and then go and back then to one to... real fast so you could hear the song. Yep. It was ridiculous. It was horrible. It's horrible. So, so much easier today. You guys don't know how good you it, are. It's really there. easy to be a fan of music now, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And you can even go back and, and check these out. Um, and, and, again, these are just a, a lot of these honorable mentions that came to us. Um, well, not even that really came to us. Uh, Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Yeah. You're telling me something else Gary Glitter did beside the Hey song. Diddle Children. Oh, come on. No. No. We're not going to talk about those kind of hits. Was, he, oh, was he a kiddie diddler? He's, he, he's getting hit. Pretty good um, This one, I actually saw a One Hit Wonders playlist on Spotify and we were talking about it. And this one was on there and, and I don't think it qualifies. We're not going to take it from Twisted, Twisted Sister. Sister. They, no, that, yeah. There's a lot of hits. There's no way the Twisted Sister's a One Hit Wonder. That whole album, uh, Stay Hungry, it made the top like 50 chart or something. Is that the one that had I Want to Rock on Yeah, it? I Want to yeah. Rock. We're not going to take God, it. God, that's good shit, man. Bam. Yeah, that, you can't just say that. I'll How give you one. All right, hit, hit me. Hit me with what you got. From the 70s. And it's on one of your favorite shows, Brandy. Brandy. You're a fine. You're a fine girl. Yeah, that's a I actually have that one on my list. Yeah, see? Okay. <laughs> that's right. good stuff. No, uh, Looking Glass, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, how about uh, The Animals? House of the Rising Sun? Yes, great song. Not too many more things that... Uh, that the animals did. What about, uh, I, I believe it's Alana Miles from the 80s uh, did a Black song, Velvet. Black Velvet. Mm. Anything else she did that come to you? Nope. nope. Um, friend of the podcast, former co-host Skinny, brought this one up to me this morning. Uh, and it was funny because you can see him walking around the post office singing this thing this morning. Uh, that That's a mental picture in your head you need. And he's just walking around singing, I would walk 500 miles. Oh, and I, I would walk song. 500 more from the Proclaimers. I hate that song. Wasn't Sting in that band? I, I, maybe at some point I, I don't, don't know. think so but I don't know I mean it, I thought it was terrible <laughs> well our research department's going to have to get into that one and look at it um, Chris is it Chris DeBerg I believe did Lady in Red yeah I hated that song too how about some Tommy Two-Tone 8675309 Jenny um, and there were just so many and here's another one Kate. I, I, I almost want to say it is but then I got thinking more about the guy who composed it it's, it's an instrumental song and, uh, and then I got thinking, he also did the Top Gun anthem from the, the Top Gun soundtrack, 1985. Uh, a cat named Hal- Harold Faltermeyer. He also did the theme from Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. 
Anybody? Anybody? What was that the one by? Did? Was that the one that the Crazy Frog did? Yes, that was the one the Crazy Frog came back and did. Does that count as a one-hit wonder, or do you got to take the I don't think the it's Top a hit. Gun theme? I don't think into... it's a hit. Really? Yeah. I still jam Axel oh, up it, today. It's good. It's good. I'm not gonna do not. You know, but that's not something you. Okay, for me, a hit is if you're making a mixtape and you put a song on there. That's a hit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Multiple times. I mean, one time you say, "Hey, this is pretty good," and then you hear it five, six times, like. Yeah, I'm not gonna put that on again. <laughs> a hit is one you can put on a hundred times. Like, just I know it's not a one-hit wonder, but I'm just saying, like, say if you put on like Hell's Bells from ACDC, you oh, can, that's you, a hit. That's you a can hit. hear that a hundred times. Like that first note, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, and you turn it up. That's a hit. Like all Jenny, right. okay, you want to say Jenny? You know, <coughs> hey, all right, and you can put that on a mixtape. I would never put Axel F. It's a good. I like it. I can hear it during the movie and whatever, but I would never put that on a tape. All right, all right. Speaking of Beverly Hills Cop, I'm going to hit you guys with one. Neutron th- This is far from a, a hit. I don't. Well, I don't think it counted as a hit, but we're going to throw it on here just because we talk about anything and everything out here. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Not oh, many people that, know this. Eddie Murphy came sucks. out and put out, <laughs> put out a song in the '80s Man, called "Party All the Time." Yeah, that's that's just Rick it James. right there. I'm Rick James, bitch. If you haven't listened to that, um, I, I I don't want to condone it. I don't want to tell you to go ahead and listen to it, but it, it's it's good to listen to like once maybe. Okay, so Eddie Murphy came out with a couple albums of comedy there in the late '70s, early '80s when he first started. Funnier than crap. I mean, to me, Delirious is oh the, Eddie the, Murphy's hilarious. Is the funniest stand up still now, and it holds time. I mean. Delirious is the funniest stand-up ever. He released a music tape, and you thought it was a comedian tape because he had party all the time. And people that it bought wasn't that, funny. It was just Eddie Murphy. You a lot of my friends twelve ninety nine because they bought that piece of shit cassette tape. I will tell you what that that's a song. It sucks. Party all the time. If you want to show a friend or show your wife or show you somebody, and you don't, that's you want three minutes of their life that they're never going to get back. That's a good time to show them party all the time from Eddie Murphy. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's good to listen to one. When it first came out, like I said, you think, oh, he can sing a little bit. That's pretty good, dude. How about? From the Night at the Roxbury soundtrack, yeah. What is love from like Hathaway? Hathaway? Yeah. Yep. I and if you for the listener at home, you can't see us here in the studio. We're, we're uh, doing. We're, it. we're all doing the head nod. Yeah. It's pretty great stuff. Um, uh, what what else you got? I'm doing all the talking here. Okay, I, 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 I kind of went in 50s, 60s, 70s, and I'll skip some of the earlier stuff. But uh, these are ones I guarantee you've heard, and they're just one hits. Play that funky music. Wild oh, Wild Cherry. I like it. Yeah, I like that's it. the only one they got. I mean, I don't know. Wild Cherry had a big hit with Luden's cough drops when I was a kid. I'm sorry that that had to be done. Dancing in the moonlight. I've heard it. I King don't know. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that's like, a, that's a lot of these. I'm not gonna be able to tell you who did them. I got, I mean, I got hundreds. Like I said, I was just going. I, I I've got three of what I would consider to be the best one hit wonders, like the some of the most popular. One okay. Hit Wonders. What do you got? Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. I mean, I think that's got to be number one, right? But didn't he have... Uh, I don't I mean, think it was any... a hit. And it no, no, I don't think anything else came close to with what Ice Ice Baby. There's goes ding, 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 ding. You remember that? Yeah, Under Pressure. Yep, Under Pressure from... Yeah. So, okay, I like that. And that was actually Ted's worst 
one hit wonder of all time that yeah. he sent to us. So you, you cut me deep, Ted. You cut me deep, brother. What else you got? Uh, safety dance by the men without hats. Oh, I forgot about the safety dance. See, Good had, call. I remember they got. I I don't know a lot of them right off the top of my head. They had it. Whip it. Wasn't that Devo? No, that was Devo. Yeah, that was yeah. Devo. And, uh, the safety dance. Yep, safety oh. dance. Good stuff. Good stuff. And again, that's just out of the eighties. You know what I mean? But then Mambo Number no. Five by oh, Lou Bega. Oh yes, Lou Bega. Everybody knows all the words to that song. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how many girls' names are in that? So you start singing about a girl's name, you go home to your wife. Well, who's Jessica? Who's Monica? <laughs> Tre- Trevor's Monica, yeah, but that, that's a whole different the story. The 80s, it seemed like there was like just a million. Every, oh, it was every great. Tape had one it was great. It's like every band wrote, like put all their effort into one song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but, but, you're so fine. You're so fine. You're blowing my mind. Hey, Tony Mickey. Basil. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, how how good is that to hedge your bets that you're putting all this into one song that this is going to be a hit and then you can just live off of that forever? Um, what about a cover? And I know, Mike, I know Mike's feelings about this cover. Um even the, like the band that she covered had plenty of hits for Tommy James and the Shondells. Yeah, Tiffany. But then Tiffany, when she did, uh, I think we're alone now. We're alone now. It was it was really good. We talked about that in our covers episode. I really liked it. Mike, not so much. No. But uh, you know, I I I really I almost thought it was better. And, and we talked about it. Music's all subjective, so I won't say it's better. But I enjoyed it more. And you spin me right round. Yep. Y'all, yep. Dead or alive. Or um, I'm too sexy by Right Said Fred. <laughs> Actually had that one over here yeah. too. I'm too sexy uh, for this podcast. Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. Yes, I love that. Yes, song. Australian band, right? Yeah. Um, how about and this one probably goes in as my absolute worst, just because I got tired of hearing it so much in the uh, late '90s. Was by Chumbawamba. Oh, tub thumping. Uh, tub thumping. <laughs> I get knocked down. <laughs> the whiskey drink. Should have the vodka drink. And I got one from the 80s, and it was a hit. It was, like, number one for a couple weeks, and I hate it. I don't – I even hate to bring it up. <laughs> oh, hurt us. Hurt us bad, Mikey. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, that oh come on. I all, love Bobby oh, Everybody McFerrin. was doing it. I'm like, come on. <laughs> and, and contrary to popular belief, there was a rumor going around that the guy that sang Don't Worry, Be Happy actually committed suicide. He did not. That is false. We're going to go ahead and quash that right now. Bobby McFerrin is alive. I won't say he's alive and well because I haven't heard much from him, but he is alive. Uh, he did not commit suicide there. Um, I've got two honorable mentions that didn't quite make my top five. Um, and the, the reason that this one is just so great, it's by, I can't even read my own right. I believe it's Big Mountain. Oh, in a big country? It might have been, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, the name of the song is Baby I Love Your Way. Oh, no. That's, uh, I know That's that extreme. No, no, is that no, not what you're talking no. about? I'm gonna look that up here in a minute. Baby, I love your way. Is, uh, Ooh, the Ohio baby, players, I, I think. love your way. I think it's the Ohio players. No, nope, the Ohio players did uh, "Love Roller Honey. Coaster." Anyways, but while we're uh, coming back to that, the the reason why that one hit so high on my list, uh, I don't know if you guys have you seen. You were correct. It new, was Big Mountain, the new Jumanji, uh, where Karen Gillan basically her specialty is dance fighting, and she dances to that song. Holy smokes! If, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Oh, my gosh. It was great. Karen Gillan is hot. Okay, I, I got one off MTV that about ruined me for life, but it was a huge hit. And I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll set up the video, and you'll know exactly what it is. Okay. The little girl with the bumblebee outfit and the antenna. No uh, Rain by Blind Melon. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I almost that. was that. everywhere. Yes, that was. Oh, man. I forgot how great that song was. And then one song I really, really liked, I never heard anything else from them, 
was What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Yep. Actually, Calvin brought that one up uh, to us earlier today. And, you know, you, you know that song, whether you know it because you've seen He-Man singing it. That, that's that, the one that I've known. That, <laughs> um, and then one other honorable mention I want to throw out, and, and I think it deserves notice just because it was the first video that MTV <laughs> ever played. Back when MTV was good MTV and it was <laughs> actual music killed. television. Video killed the radio star by the Buggles, by the Buggles baby. So I, I want to throw that some love. Here's my top five. And, and like it, if you will. Uh, Flock of Seagulls comes I in ran. at number five. I ran so far I away. Ran. I don't mind that song. Um, number four was by Dream Academy. Oh, a song uh, called Life in a Northern Town. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Uh, number three was from one of my all-time favorite movies, like forever. I will sit down and I will watch this movie over and over and over and over again. 1984, Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters. Because, you know, sometimes shit happens and who are you going to call? And uh, my number two, I almost don't want to tell you guys this because everybody's going to judge me. You guys are going to judge do. me yeah. oh so hard. So go ahead. Let it begin. My number two one-hit wonder of all time is none other than by Hanson. I'm going bop. Uh, that song comes on today. I will jam it. I will sing at the top of my lungs. I don't even care. I don't care who's watching. And then my number one one-hit wonder of all time. We agree finally on something. I've t- taught you well, young Padawan. Ice Ice Baby from Vanilla Ice. Oh, okay. I and, that. and that's just because Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Doesn't count. Yeah. See, and I got... I guess I can give you five in no particular order because I can't rank them really. But one of my favorite ones is by Edison Lighthouse. Love grows where my rosemary goes. I I have not heard that okay, song I'll play in forever. Oh, you know what? I have heard okay. it. I haven't heard it and in forever. Actually, though. some of the guys from Edison Lighthouse went on to form a little band called Bachman Turner Overdrive. BTO. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And I also like the Jaggers, the rapper. I don't think I've heard that That's one. A, I like that one a lot. And then Brandy. We already mentioned Brandy. Yep. I can listen to that a hundred times. And, and then I do like uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen. And then for five, it's... No, you, like, your I top gotta, four is easy, and then but then it's real tough. It's like, what, what do I want to leave there. off? You know what I mean? And it depends on your mood. Because, like, Matthew Wilder's Nothing's Gonna Break My Stride. Yep. Nothing's yep. Gonna Hold Me Down. Whoa. Oh, no. I've got to keep on moving. Uh, 65 Love Affair. Yeah, yeah. I love that song, too. I could listen to them, and you spin me around. I got, like, 25 songs in my top five. Is that legal? Sure. Sure. Uh, can, I, you I can have... Oh, the Divinals. Divinal? No, that was oh, I Touch Myself. Murray Head. Yeah, Murray Head. I can always get down with some Take On Me by AHA. I True. Mean, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that I mean, qualifies. That's the one you wonder. Didn't they have a couple songs, though? Not, Not really that, that hit were, that like, big. They did do a James Bond theme. I believe they did The Living Daylights. Then I, but other than that, yeah. I can't think of anything they did. And I really love Four Non Blondes' What's Up. That's yeah. a great song. And, and you know, and there's so many of them. Like, oh, what's going on? It's hard to pick. It's like, where it do you is. pick? Uh, who could, you know, there's the one from the Weather Girls from it's the 70s. It's Raining Men. I freaking love that song. And no, not because I want it to rain men. It's just, it's a good jam and I, and I like it. Yeah. It, and like I said, there's a million one hit wonders. It just depends on your mood of the day. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. And you know what? If there's something that we missed, get out there. Hit us up. Email us. Facebook us. Tweet us. Uh, text me. I don't care. Come up to me on the street. Be like, hey, retard, you forgot. Uh, never mind. 
uh, yeah, don't <laughs> don't do that one. I apologize. Yeah. That was that was in bad taste. We'll see Come up to me and say, "Hey, Jackass, you forgot one." I have a hard time with just defining a one-hit wonder because I seen like, for instance, uh, Rat was in there with Round and Round, right? But I like a lot but, of other yeah, songs. Yeah, Rat had quite, than that. And I think the definition of a one-hit wonder would be. Obviously, that it's had like a top pop. something off the chart. Yeah, it's mostly pop stuff because like Scorpions, "Rocky Like a Hurricane" was a huge hit for him. But if you're not in those circles, you're not oh, going to know some of the other stuff yeah. that the Scorpions did. Uh, same thing with Dire Straits. Yeah, you know what I mean. I liked. I really love "Money for Nothing," you know, but I don't know that many other people could name another Dire Straits song. Maybe "The Walk of Life." Walk of Life. And, but, I, uh, and MTV helped their career a oh, lot. Oh man, yeah. Well, because they name it in the beginning of the friggin' song, I want yeah. my MTV. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of sucked up a little bit there. Like, Kissing a little ass. A good thing that that's never happened here on the guys hiding from their wives But, podcast. I mean, you can go probably almost anywhere in the world and name that uh, I Want to Rock and Roll All Night by yeah, Kiss. Yeah, by Kiss. Oh, and they got 100 songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, you're going to have your bands that have that one huge hit that's above, far, and beyond anything else. Yeah. See, that's why I kind of disagree with Twisted Sister, because if you're not into that genre, that hard, harder rock genre, I can name a lot of songs that I yeah, like, you know. But somebody that didn't grow up in that era, you know what I mean? So yeah. Somebody, are, are they going to be able to pick but, up, I Want to Rock, Burning yeah, Hell, because, stuff like that? Yeah, because you know that. why? Because of that uh, road trip. What was that movie they did? And Was that a, did you, <laughs> did you yeah, try to cheat? Yeah, <laughs> yes. That was road and, trip. And they did sing, uh, We're Not Going to Take It. Yep. So, I mean, move, movies will put a... Oh, yeah, if you've got a, a, a song that you put out there, well, that just like we talked about that Baby I Love Your Way, I mean, yeah, yeah. I had heard it, but I think Jumanji took it to a whole new level. And, you know, that, that was uh, there was a big an article I read that, you know, songs that really weren't anything, like they, they got played, but thanks to a movie, mm-hmm. their, their exposure blew up. Well, we talked about them bringing back Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. for Queen. If not for, you know, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was great, but Wayne's World just pushed it that much greater. I mean, every time I hear Bohemian Rhapsody, I see Wayne and Garth in the Mo- in the Murphmobile. Oh, yeah. um, I'll give you another perfect one that uh, it's a one-hit wonder that a movie just totally blew it off the charts, and that was Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. From The Breakfast Club? Yes! Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Breakfast Club is on uh, Netflix now, public service announcement. Uh, I watched it the other night. Freaking amazing. Yeah, there's just so many. I mean, everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> yes. I actually had to apologize. It's a funny story about The Breakfast Club. I actually met Anthony Michael Hall, and I had to apologize to him. And I felt horrible about this because I actually hadn't seen The Breakfast Club before really? until about three weeks before I met him. And so I apologized. I said, uh, I, I got to apologize. The, the first time I actually even saw The Breakfast Club was about a month or so ago. Yeah, he he judged me too. Don't don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, there's and I said, I mean, there's there's songs. That then he tells me, he says, you probably like Hanson's Mbop, don't you? Yeah, there's there's songs that'll just make someone's career by one hit, like Funky Town by Lips Incorporated. You've never heard of them again, but nope. that but that song is everywhere for a long time. And I wish I could just do that to go out and put out a song and put everything into it, and then all right, well we can fade away now. We we hit big. That's it. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of artists will get pissed. Because they play this song, it's like... That's like, we're so much more yeah, than that. That's your yeah. only song, dude. I mean, you gotta at least, you know, accept it. <laughs> oh, 
Anything else you guys got? I mean, we I, I know we missed some huge one-hit wonders. I'm sure yeah, there was like, a lot of them many. out there. There's way too many. And, I you thought know, it was a good idea until I seen the list. I'm like, holy right. shit, like, how where are we going to go this with down? this? And contrary to popular belief, MC Hammer does not fall onto that list. Because uh, if not for you, you know, you can't touch this was huge. But I think if not for Too Legit to quit hitting as big as it did on uh, one of his later albums, uh, then MC Hammer falls in there. But as it is, nope, out of here. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, again, if there's any that you, we missed that you want to men- mention to us, send it to us by any of those social media means. Oh, uh, hit it, hit us up. Let guarantee. us know what we think. You know what I mean? Um, anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, sign off in podcast land for the did week? Did we talk about Cleo Mack? No, uh, I don't think we did. Do no, we want to get into that real quick? Let's wait until next week. Yeah. Not really a big story. I think it, we can wait a week, but uh, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. No, nothing major. Um, he'll still be in Oakland. Don't <laughs> You'd be surprised at how many times I heard that one. Yeah. I said uh, that a hundred times. It always happens. They wait. I thought when Donald signed his contract, he was right there. I thought it too. And I thought it too. I could not believe they traded him. Um, other news: uh, Le'Veon Bell. I did hear is expected to be uh, in the Steelers camp. This week? I hope so, because I drafted that son of a bitch. <laughs> My Mike sends him a personal message. He's on his Twitter you, you DM. Him. Get there, like, dude, I know you don't want to do this. We'll, we'll sort it out later. Just get in there and play, because I need you. Get in there and play, man. I need that 17 points, at least in week one. Um, as far as other fantasy news, and I'm sure this is going to be old news by the time this uploads, um, Carson Wentz is reportedly out for week one. Yes, you knew that was coming. Yeah, you knew it. Yeah. Hey, you just can't come back from that injury that fast. In media, why are you so stupid? You know, <laughs> he wasn't cleared. He wasn't going to play. You keep asking the coach every day, who's going to start? Who's going to start? He, he wasn't cleared. Get a clue. Yeah. But, uh, no, other than that, and if you guys have any ideas for the show, uh, something you want us to talk about, go ahead and hit us up. Let us know. You know, if nothing's off the table here, we'll talk about anything, anything and everything. Um yeah, again, get out there, follow us on those social media channels. We do want to throw another big thank you to a couple of uh, to our sponsors, Price Theaters, for some of the stuff that they've hooked us up with. Uh, also, another big thank you to October Rage for our, our intro there. Get on OctoberRage.com. Check them out. They are all over Spotify, YouTube, a lot of the other media channels out there. Uh, get out and support them. They're, they're good stuff. Uh, if they're coming to your town, get out and go watch them. I know, uh, I believe I, they're supposed to be in Salt Lake this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Who is? October Rage. Okay. Check them out. They're, they're, they're decent stuff. They actually did a cover of Purple Rain that was phenomenal that I saw. That's Holy tough to do. crap. It was great, though. Check that out. That is on their YouTube page. Um, and also, uh, stay tuned with us. We've got some stuff. Hopefully, it's working out. We're going to have some stuff that we're going to give away, maybe uh, some stickers, T-shirts, maybe a hat. I don't know. We'll see. What... I've got, got a couple things in the work there. So, uh, Anything else before we sign off for you guys? No, I think I'm good. I'm going to go home and get in the fetal position and think about Sunday's regular game. <laughs> if actually, I watch it. Actually, I, I still haven't uh, watched uh, football uh, for over a year. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and throw you a bone here and give you a little bit of a break. Well, the right. Raiders will not lose on Sunday. Yeah, they'll play on Monday. And get there you go. They play the Monday. <laughs> the Rams are going to light them up. But for the absence of our uh, of our juicy one, uh, Trevor there, for our producer, Alexander the Great, for right here sitting next to me on the couch, Magic Mike, I am Big Ben. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Peace. <laughs>